1: In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
0: Let's jazz it up. Doo-doo-doo. Let's all get together now. Doo-doo-doo. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder plant based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance. Plus, lots of jazzy, licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music! So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore, and I'm so happy you're here with me today because we have a fantastic guest who's been with us here before, the amazing Greg Hammer, MD, and he's going to help us with mindfulness practices to lose the winter blues. Yeah, it's still chilly out there in so many areas of the country, and we may be feeling a little bit blue and he's going to let us know why so many of us feel blue during the winter months and he's going to help us to improve our negative stressful thoughts and uh, so it's a great show coming up later on in the program we have some wonderful music for you by the fabulous michael costaldo his tune called africa i just absolutely love 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 this track Well, let's just get right to it. It is now my great honor to welcome Dr. Greg Hammer, MD, who is a Stanford professor and physician, and he is also author of Gain Without Pain, the happiness handbook for healthcare professionals. Dr. Hammer is a pediatric intensive care physician, and he's a professor at Stanford University Medical Center. He's currently the chair of the Physician Wellness Task Force for the California Society of Anesthesiologists and he has been a visiting professor on wellness at institutions worldwide. Dr. Hammer is a health enthusiast and meditator utilizing a mindfulness-based approach including the gain method. And I'd like to welcome him to the program right now. How are you today, Dr. Hammer?
2: I'm very well, Laura. Nice to be with you again.
0: I am so glad that you are here because so many of us, me included, get the winter blues. So why do you think that so many people are seeking to improve their mental health, particularly in the wintertime, more than ever?
2: Well, I think there are a few reasons for that. That is why we get the blues in the winter. I think one reason is that We don't get outside as much as we do when the weather is warmer, and nature has a very important lesson for us, and that is that happiness is in the present moment. And I think when we're out in nature and walking amongst the trees in the forest, for example, feeling that beautiful softness of the pine needles on the soles of our feet and looking at the light filtering through the treetops, we feel very present, and that is, in fact, where happiness resides. And also, uh, we don't tend to go outside and exercise as much, and exercise as well as sleep and nutrition are the three elements that form the tripod supporting our physical well-being, and they're very much interrelated.
0: I agree 100%, and it's really true. Getting outside, we feel kind of chilly, so we cut our walk short. Or we're looking outside and the sky is kind of gray instead of sunny. All those things really kind of impact me a little bit. So why in general are people now seeking to improve their mental health more than ever? Talk a little bit about that if you would.
2: Sure. Well, I think, Laura, that you would agree this has been perhaps the most stressful three or four years uh, period of time that we've experienced in our lifetimes. Certainly, the pandemic has been uh, extremely stressful for all of us. Many of us have lost loved ones. Uh, We've been isolated, uh, failing to to really be in that personal community that's part of our happiness. And on top of that, we've had uh, global food shortages, uh, economic issues, uh, horrific war, uh, now, just a terribly tragic earthquake. So there have been a lot of issues that have cropped up, I think, many of which were triggered by the pandemic. And that has created a situation of chronic stress for all of us. And chronic stress really has a lot of physiologic effects and certainly effects on our mental health. And again, these are all interrelated, the, the chronic stress of the past three or four years has uh, caused changes in our cardiovascular system that are adverse. We have increases in in stress hormones that result in increase in blood sugar and blood pressure. Um, we have uh, you know obviously uh, depression is is more common. yeah, and there's even objective evidence for this looking at our chromosomes the the little protective caps that uh, are sort of like those plastic devices at the end of our shoelaces that keep them from fraying. Those, plastic, those uh, rather caps at the end of our chromosomes called telomeres shorten when we age and they also shorten when we are stressed. And so that is another uh, objective bit of evidence that is the study of our telomeres that uh, support that this has just been a terribly stressful period of time.
0: Yeah, Terribly, terribly stressful. And also there's something you bring up in that uh, list that you talked about just about two minutes ago. I think a lot of people besides the stress, or maybe the stress is being brought on by fear. So many people, including myself, I, I don't know of anybody who hasn't felt some kind of triggered fear throughout this whole last three years, and how do we deal with that?
2: Absolutely. I I agree with you, Laura. Well, you know, I think there are two qualities that uh, our brains uh, have hardwired into them after perhaps tens of thousands of years of evolution. One is that we all have a bit of a negativity bias. We tend to remember the negative and forget about the positive. And the other is that we're very distracted by thoughts of the past and future that are, are maladaptive. Of course, it's adaptive to savor our fond memories with loved ones and so on. And it's adaptive to plan for the future to some degree. But beyond that, our negativity bias and this constant obsession with the past and future bring regret and shame when we think about the past in ways that are negative, and and we cast our thoughts into the future excessively, and with our negativity bias, that causes fear and anxiety. So the first thing to do is recognize that we all do this. We're not alone. We all have a negativity bias. We all overthink the past and future, and so when we find that we're catastrophizing and having negative thoughts of the future leading to anxiety and fear, as you mentioned, perhaps a light bulb can go off and we can recognize that we're thinking this way and that it's really maladaptive and we can reorient and and help rewire our own brains and rewire the way we think.
0: Mm-hmm. Very, very good point. And I, I totally agree. But how do we rewire ourselves? I know that would be a very long answer, but how do we start with that?
2: Yes, I think there are some simple practices that we can embrace that will begin to rewire our brains, and and I think the first is the recognition of how we think at times that uh, is maladaptive, and then we can embrace what, you know, is commonly referred to as mindfulness practice. Mindfulness is defined by Dr. John Kabat-Zinn, who's perhaps one of the founders of the practice, is awareness of the present moment on purpose non-judgmentally. And I think there are very uh, important concepts there. First of all, awareness of the present moment. So we can practice being present. Again, the more we do this, the more that light bulb goes off when we're stressing over the past and future. We can bring our thoughts back in focus to the present moment, and we can do this without judgment. So we don't have to judge everything as good or bad. We can learn to accept the way things are. But to do that, we have to have a plan. So there's where the on purpose in Dr. Kabat-Zinn's definition of mindfulness comes into play. We have to have a plan. And the good news is we can embrace a plan that helps us rewire our brains because we have this wonderful quality called neuroplasticity. That is we can actually reshape the way we think.
0: Hmm. We're speaking today with the amazing Dr. Greg Hammer, M.D., and he's the author of Gain Without Pain, the Happiness Handbook for Healthcare Professionals, and we are talking about how to lose those winter blues, and right now, we're going to get to the nitty gritty, and I need to ask you, how can three minutes a day improve our negative, stressful thoughts?
2: Okay, well... Let's review the GAIN practice. So this is a practice that I uh, embrace myself and I teach. And basically, it starts with the practice in the morning, which can be as little as three minutes. We get up, we open the blinds if there's light outside. We benefit from that and we do our morning hygiene. Then we find a comfortable place to sit, hopefully uh, somewhere quiet. We close our eyes. And uh, why don't we just walk through it if if we have two to three minutes, Laura, would that be uh, a good idea?
0: That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Please do that if you would. Thank you.
2: Okay. So we're sitting in a comfortable, quiet place and we gently close our eyes. We begin to focus on our breath and we slow it down. So we focus on the beauty of the in-breath, the air passing through our nose into our lungs, expanding our chest, expanding our bodies, pausing, and then letting the breath go effortlessly. And we slow that down as well. So we take the in-breath perhaps to a count of three, pause to a count of three, exhale to a count of four or so. And we repeat this process, focusing on the beauty of our breath, the way it expands our bodies, expands our person, And then we go to our gratitude. We all have much for which to be grateful. So I am grateful for my loving family, my friends, my community, the privilege of doing the work that I do, helping others, serving others. I'm grateful for my relatively good health, for a safe place to live with a roof over my head. I'm so grateful for all of the wonderful things I have in this community. We transition our thoughts to acceptance because pain is as much a part of life as joy. And we've all lost loved ones and perhaps we have the image of a lost loved one and we focus on that image, on that person. And we bring that pain, that discomfort, closer and closer. We open our chest, open our heart, bring that pain inside our heart, envelop it, nurture it with our heart as we breathe, as we take the in-breath, pause, and exhale without effort. We embrace this pain. We bring it close. We merge with it till there's no separation. Till we can ask ourselves the question, can I live with this pain forever? And the answer is yes. And we transition to the I game which is intention. And we spend a few moments simply focusing on what we're experiencing right now. The tingling on the bottom of our feet, the pressure of the chair against our body, the coolness of the air we breathe. We focus on this moment, and we pledge to orient ourselves more toward the present moment, bring ourselves back to the present. That's our purpose, that's our plan, to be more present and more positive. And we transition to non-judgment. We don't need to judge things as good or bad. We don't need to judge ourselves as good or bad. So we may picture an image of the Earth. One of these beautiful NASA images with the Earth apparently suspended in space. And we realize that the Earth is neither good nor bad. There's no judgment. The Earth is just a planet, just the planet that it is. And it's only logical for us to think then that we too are neither good nor bad. We are simply the person that we are. I am simply the person that I am, neither good nor bad and we focus on the I am and back to our breath, in, pausing, relaxing, and exhaling. And we repeat this a few times and then simply open our eyes slowly and we're ready to go out in the world.
0: Wow, I'm ready. (laughs) That was just fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, I feel so much better, and I think everybody listening is too.
2: Yes, Laura. You know, the beauty is that when we practice this, we're actually rewiring our brains as we sit, breathe, and do this contemplative meditation. And it just takes a few minutes. And if we do it in the morning, I think we benefit from it all day. And when we begin to rewire our brains toward this gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non judgment, when we are being ungrateful or when we are resisting rather than accepting or whether we are being unintentional, if you will, and just lapsing into our default mode of negativity and when we're judging, a little light bulb goes off and draws our attention to this and we can have a little laugh at ourselves and just sort of recommit ourselves to being grateful again and being non-judging. So it's it's, it's amazing how much progress we can make and just a few days or weeks, rewiring our own brains with with just a very brief practice.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I know everybody listening is thanking you so much. It's always a great honor to have you on this program. You're always so helpful and it goes by so quickly. And I'm wishing you and your family and your loved ones good health. And I do hope we can do this sometime again.
2: Likewise, Lauren, thank you. Uh, I'd love to join you anytime. Thank you so much.
0: Well, that was the fabulous Dr. Greg Hammer, and we just love having him on this program, and I feel a lot more stress-free right now myself, don't you? I think I'm losing the blues, losing the blues. You know I'm losing the blues. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself because I want to talk with you a little bit about what's in jazzy news this week. Season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian airs all across the nation, and if you don't know it yet, if you do get the Create TV channel, I do hope you'll tune in every Sunday, every Monday for earlier seasons of the program right on Create TV, every Sunday, every Monday, And of course, we're here at mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast that is, every single Wednesday. But I do hope you're going to tune in to the television show. You can learn more about our television show, get lots of free recipes, buy copies of all my cookbooks. If you buy my cookbooks from the website, I will sign them for you. And you're going to find all that at JazzyVegetarian.com. That's JazzyVegetarian.com. And when you visit, if you'd like to get some great recipes from the new season, you're just going to click on Recipes, Season 10, and you've got all the recipes from Season 10 right there. Vegan and delicious, my recipe of the week. Okay, this week I have a little recipe that's really going to chase those blues away. It's so easy. It's so delicious. It's from my new book, Jazzy Vegetarian, Lively Vegan Cuisine. That's easy and delicious. It's my frozen banana creamy. It's a good one, folks. And you're going to serve this nice cream in place of ice cream. Just three ingredients. You're going to start off with three large frozen bananas. One to one and a half cups of chilled vanilla or plain dairy-free milk, three to four teaspoons of brown sugar or maple syrup, then all you need to do is make certain that those bananas are either sliced or they're just kind of in chunks and put those banana chunks, your dairy-free milk, and your brown sugar or maple syrup in a blender or a food processor and blend, 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 blend until smooth then creamy. Then pour the mixture into pretty dessert dishes or glasses and serve immediately. You can also put this in the freezer if you want to harden it up a little bit for about a half hour, maybe even an hour or so, and serve it like that. Now, just a couple of tips about this recipe. If you want your banana nice cream to be a little bit thicker, you're going to use less dairy-free milk want it to be thinner, almost like a smoothie, you're going to use more of that dairy-free milk. And if you can't have bananas, that's totally cool. You can actually use frozen chopped mangoes for this recipe. You're going to find this recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com under season 10 recipes. And it's episode 1003. That's episode 1003, Frozen Banana Nice Cream. Yeah, Frozen Banana Nice Cream. We got some Frozen Banana Nice Cream. Yeah, Frozen Banana Nice Cream. Oh, yeah. Give it a try. Well, in music this week, I'm always so excited to play tracks by Michael Costaldo. He is so talented. What a great singer. What a great producer. And this is one I particularly like. This is called Africa. <music> Michael Castaldo, Africa. Isn't that an inspiring track that's going to lift you up a little bit and and kind of take those blues away? Oh yeah. Well, this always goes by way too quickly and I hope you'll tune in each and every week, each and every Wednesday at mindbodyspirit.fm for the Laura Theodore podcast. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. the jazzy vegetarian.